0: Welcome to your podcast. It's mine. <laughs> Star Trek The Next Conversation. So I'm Matt exciting. Myra. And I'm Andrew Secunda. <laughs> oh, guys, we have had quite a week. So much has happened in the world of Star Trek. Has it? Some leaked footage, some leaked uh, stills of the uh, of the Klingons in the new series. Oh, do they look different? They look weird. Oh. I just I saw that on the internet. Have they evolved? <sighs> that wouldn't make sense because it's supposed to take five years before Kirk. Uh, oh cool uh, you know so i, mean, I, I knew
1: that but i didn't know that they would yeah that makes sense as a matter of fact do they look more human because no, a lot of the klingons look less human back in original series because they hadn't worked out
0: yet. you know these are leaked so i don't know what uh i don't know if they're real or not uh-huh like but i'm i got to feel like they're kind of real mm. um so well, anyway that's 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 the leaked photo claiming to be the klingons and we won't know until until we know but andy if you'd like to take a look I think I'm going to. That's no, right here. Just take a
1: look.
0: Oh, all right, just slide on over. Sorry, guys. This just is a new story his, on Nerdist.com. To his con, right? It looks like they're fucking have a crazy exoskeleton armor. What the f? Right? Those aren't.
1: That, that's not what those are supposed to <laughs> be. Klingons? I
0: mean, come on. <laughs> That makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't make a ton of sense. I they feel look like, like yeah, humanoid yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott's aliens. They look like definitely Geiger. Like, they look like Geiger yeah, drawings. Yeah, they look like Geiger drawings. So that's interesting. That's that's the news this week in Trek. That's know. what I'm calling it. I gotta say, when I watched the trailer for Discovery, I yep. did get kind of pumped. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they don't fuck it up. If they fuck it up, then whatever. That's on them. Well, that's true. They made it. <laughs>
1: You gotta hold somebody accountable, and probably the uh,
0: makers of the thing are the ones to point the finger at. <laughs> Good to know. Um, okay, so yeah, um, what? Uh, what here's so now my, we're. What are we doing? now? Here's, here's what I'd like to start at with. At the top, we start. We start with what, Andy? I would like to start with this because I have something. I, I feel like I need the ever-evolving Star Trek: The Next Conversation. hundred uh, um, percent.
1: Uh, the really. Main,
0: Go ahead. Before you say this, I just want everyone to know uh-huh. what you hear every week in the fact that we're changing and we're 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 adjusting to what the audience wants. What you hear is the audio realization of my friend Andy's neuroses. Continue. What would you like to do now?
1: I feel like I'm I'm bearing a a large A large shouldering of the lack of organization on this podcast, and I feel like uh, well, today Matt did show up, and I went, I'm sorry, I'm still not done. He had to wait patiently while I finished making notes. It worked,
0: because I set up the equipment. It was fine. But
1: he refuted that he had come over to my house and done the same thing a few weeks earlier.
0: I don't remember it, but then when he said it, I was like, oh, maybe that happened, but... All right. Well, anyway, we're here. But also so it's like say, we're equally messed up individuals. It's different because like I at least have a knowledge of these episodes and sure. I've seen them and rarely are you know, there was sure. one what was it last week or the week before? It was last week with the uh, lizards and the wolves. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I had no recollection of ever seeing in my life. It's uh anyway, it's
1: I mean, this is kind of this is kind of bridges me. I kind of have. To, I need to have a talk with you about what at the beginning of this podcast. I, I think it's uh, we're, we're this is seven. I don't know. <laughs> um, let me look. This is uh, yeah. This is episode seven. We're seven episodes in to the yeah. first season. Yes, and you. Uh, technically, You yes. were you know you were dishonest when we started to discuss this podcast. You said to me. <laughs> It's going to be a slog. It's, I mean, you're straightforward. It's bad. The first and season is like, not great. I don't care. I'm a completist. <laughs> Let's do this. I like to watch the evolution of a series. Yeah. I feel like there is a, And I was actually listening to our last podcast, and and um, I don't know if it was in the letters or you said it or whatever. Yeah. Certainly, there's been an increasing rise of people mentioning,
0: don't worry, Andy. It gets better.
1: By the middle... Yeah. Of season three, <laughs> and that I take, is new information. I, I to take
0: umbrage with that. <laughs> I think there is some there's some excellent season two episodes. Uh, next week, the battle uh, is coming up for you in season one. It's one of my favorite season one episodes, the oh, battle. Okay, um, because I gotta say, if we're
1: looking, we're looking down the barrel. I know. Like okay, end of season one. All right, every every
0: first show, you know, every show starting. <laughs> struggles through the first season they got to get their footing the problem is there's so much so for instance here's what i'll say right now Uh the battle is coming up next okay i like that episode Mm -hmm. hide and Q is coming up i really like that episode okay the Big Goodbye you is know, a fun... You know how I feel about Q, but... I know exactly how you feel about Q. All right. And I think that this will just reinforce your <laughs> existing he, he feelings. just sort of
1: standing going, this is what's happening in the plot dum-dums? Mm. Um, that's a
0: little less of that. It's more... <laughs> we'll see. All right. The Big Goodbye is coming up, which is a heavy... It's a holodeck-heavy episode. Okay. Uh, in a good way or in the weird grid? In, in a way of like... Tron. Welcome to fucking Star Trek. Okay, good. Uh, data lore is coming up. This is where uh, we well learn his brother yeah i always Uh, love
1: evil versions of anything
0: uh arsenal of freedom is okay uh skin of evil awful conspiracy i love conspiracy that's the 25th episode of the season Uh conspiracy gives a big thumbs up for me these are all coming up in the first season yeah all right and the neutral zone which is decent okay so uh, there's there's but there is you got some fucking slogs ahead of you you know like haven uh honestly a big goodbye I might put in there uh 11001001 not a great episode <laughs> <laughs> so you know the, it, just so you know
1: we forgot to name this episode <laughs> we just have the, the code that goes out oh, to the post. shit house. the
0: printer's <laughs> fucked up it's just printing binary i'll oh, we'll leave it um so, yes, that is that the, there is a lot of garbage coming, but there's some episodes that I find to be not horrible. So you got a little bit coming up. All right. <sighs> All right continue. It's
1: a long okay, you're talking about a lot of hours
0: of <laughs> watching television though. So mm-hmm. I, I I will say my brain is starting to split in two. So well, I hope you're correct. We're about we're a work day into the episode, into the season one. We're eight hours in. I, I don't have <laughs> watching television. <laughs> that way. Although I did watch twenty the first season of twenty four in a twenty four <laughs> hour span. I did you
1: say that? It's yes. amazing that may have led to uh to the uh, divorce the d- divorce yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's all you know it's a, it's a complex patchwork there are a lot of different things and <laughs> you <know>, halfway through <laughs> it was snowing it was we were in new york oh. and she said we're not really doing this and i said yes yes we are <laughs> how
0: far in had she asked you if you were really doing it
1: in fairness it was probably more like 7 hours than 12 hours but um yeah it uh it didn't, she, she was not happy by the end of it. And honestly, looking back on it, i got to agree with her.
0: Well, we can't all be winners. <laughs> That's certainly true. Um, now, can I take a pause? Please. You might need to cut this out. Uh, you have feel, to pee? What no, do you do? I
1: feel like I'm getting, I, just because I did have a lot of echo
0: You feel like you're echoing?
1: And I'm trying to eat it, but I don't feel like...
0: Why don't you slip here? Slip over there, okay. And then we'll see. Andy's going to walk over to a different area of, the, of his uh, kitchen. Now I don't this know if you know this but Andy's a very rich television producer so obviously so his kitchen is rich. just cavernous it's um, actually I walk not in and this true. guy's got pita bread on the floor I just, know there's people out there starving. Andy throws Pita Blair. <laughs> it slipped out when I bought a, a Mediterranean dish. And then I figured, eh, I might get to that later. Uh, and he did not. How do you feel about that? Does that sound less echoey to you? I feel like
1: it's still maybe a little... I just don't want... Because I was yeah. listening to myself and, and thinking right. like, oh, this has got to be driving people crazy. Maybe
0: you're projecting... Maybe you're doing a little bit of a of a... Of a Improv on stage, Andy voice, and you should just be talking. Oh, is projecting too much? Is that a problem? It can be. You'll hit the like if I was doing what you're doing. This is what I would sound like. Huh? Whereas I'm talking. So do you? Should I get quieter very loud. And then you? And yeah, then you'll we'll boost just talk. Sound a we'll bit? just talk. I can boost you as we're going. Okay. This is so interesting to no one. <laughs> well, I assume you'll have to cut it out. How's do you
1: want a better? Right? It seems a little better. Yeah, so I agree. Just, just get real close and okay. just get close and talk. Okay. Do you, you want know, to make a note or do you want to... To do what? I don't know. They're <laughs> all going to hear this. Oh, that's they
0: so... fucking love BTS moments. I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> we have a little bit of a distinction in, in how we see uh, yeah. entertainment. Well,
0: you know, they always say by the time you get to your eighth podcast, uh huh, you're a little... You're a little... uh, Stale. (laughs) Very. Very stale.
1: We only have hundreds of hours left.
0: So, Andy, Um, now that we've addressed your echo Uh and your uh, desire for this show to get better at some point. Yes. uh, Let's talk about how you feel about emails we might have received this week.
1: Well, uh, I got some news for you, uh, uh, Matthew. I love the news. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed I love it <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, Here, let's open up the mailbag In the future, which doesn't exist Because it's, uh, it's all digital Okay um, And uh, here's, a, here's the first Oops Did I put it in the wrong one? Here it is, okay mm-hmm. So uh, some comments on Lonely Among Us Um, uh, By the end of Lonely Among Us, this comes from Josh Green. Mm -hmm. Uh, Picard has been turned into energy via the transporter and is then brought back with an old pattern in the computer. This is something I think we discussed and I was completely confused by. Correct. Troy says this Picard pattern was formed before he got out there. and Picard himself has no memories of anything after being reformed. Reformed. It seems like the original Picard is dead as a pattern of energy in the cloud. And there is now a copy captaining the ship, and nobody cares as long as like a replacement is there. But the <laughs> transporter thing is debatable. Well, that's the well, that's how transporters work. Like they kill you. Is is it you just, die every time just you get It destroys you and recreates. Yeah, it's not. There's no essence. It's
0: a copy of a. copy. It's like and that's fucking, why McCoy hates It's like it. the prestige. Oh no, whose phone is that? Is your phone in airplane mode? Probably. It probably It'll is. Probably not oh, one you know what? There are none of them are. All right. Crisis averted, everybody. Um, so that's what a transporter does. That's what a transporter it does. It recreates your pattern. It uh-huh. beams you. That's it's a copy of a copy. It's not even a copy of a copy of a copy. It's not like it degenerates. It's not like by the nine thousandth time you beam, it's a it's a one hundred percent copy of you. But you die. Uh huh. So what that person said is accurate.
1: But your, your argument is it, that's what always happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whereas my problem
0: remains that if he... If he has he, no... If he, if had, he would still have... A, he if, would have the memory... He would have the memory he had to the point he stepped he into the transporter. Yeah, or he was beam.
1: pulled out yeah. into space. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. Guys, the murder and potential ingestion of one ambassador by another would uh, create an interstellar incident... <laughs> That would probably uh, have cost someone on the Enterprise their job, right? And, and it would have been probably
0: Chief O'Brien. What? What Chief O'Brien? Because he's the one who's chasing him around. Oh, he was just remember. In, in charge he's like, of that "Sirs, one. go back to your quarters." Remember?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be a whole fleet of uh, a whole bunch of security people. Wouldn't right. Yar have been well, taking the hit on that?
0: She was busy. And um, she, she walks in at the end. And is just like,
1: "Oh, I, I got something to say."
0: Uh, I also like that Picard doesn't react to that and just wanders no back idea. to his quarters. Is this
1: something to do with Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> and then Picard shows up the par- at Parliament and just shrugs his shoulders. Exactly what we were saying. Not any idea what's going on. Or should we assume that he was eventually briefed after he took his captain's nap? <laughs> Better idea. the murder happens at the beginning of the episode, Picard and crew have to unravel the inevitable diplomatic shit circus that would ensue. I think that's a really good uh, take.
0: It's another good episode. But Here's a question made. for Matt. Yeah,
1: I don't recall Parliament mentioned at any other time. They usually mention the Federation mm-hmm. or Starfleet Command. Yes, Parliament just the Embassy Department or I, the, I, of the Federation. As far as
0: I could tell from this episode, Parliament was a planet that happened to be named Parliament. That's 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 what I gathered, right? And so they thought, hey, why don't we
1: just let's I set mean, this they've up? They've already called themselves Parliament.
0: You know, it's like Kittimore, You know, and they had the Kiddermor Accords back in uh, Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. They, they just became the Kittimer Accords because they have it on Kittimer, a planet called Kittimer. That seems silly.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the entertainment and reignited my love for the show, and I've really been enjoying rewatching along with the podcast. That well, was from Jillian. Thank you, Dunner. Jillian. Here's from Derek Hawkins. I do end up yelling at my radio while listening because Matt is making mistakes. In The Lonely Among Us, he said that it was the 23rd century. It's 24th.
0: I, I did. Uh, it's 2300 something. Yeah, so the 24th century. You're 100% right, sir. I did note that, and, uh, and, I, and I doubted myself. Oh don't tell yourself with with something you can understand not as a fan is how time works. <laughs> <laughs> so if I misspeak <laughs> and say that it's the 23rd when it's actually the 24th century, by all means go for it.
1: Um although I will agree that uh, that way of
0: referring to the centuries has always
1: been annoying. Yes. And the Enterprise D has three shuttle bays, not four. I just thought it would be entertaining to listen to uh to uh, to a fellow nerd. Wait, it has three, not four. Okay, that's I believe you. I'm not is. even going to look know. it up. I'm not even going to check your anyway, math, sir. That's from Derek Hawkins. So if he's wrong, you can <laughs> Derek your comments. At not this. even
0: checking. I'm gonna I'm gonna concede to you. There. Now,
1: this is a little bit of a longer one. Okay. Um, and uh, I think he had a, a funny pun about it being a meaty email mm. uh, that I don't. I didn't write down. Sorry, Drew. You don't, so, don't and support. And this is your... from Drew Defonzo Marks. Do you know him? He's in the improv world with me and has performed with the Swarm. Which, uh, if anybody's
0: uh, interested, anyway, first Saturday of the month. First Saturday of the month
1: at UCB Sunset, the Upright Citizens Brigade Sunset Theater at 9
0: p.m. And, you know, if you guys do well, yeah. we might get you to Franklin.
1: <laughs> Actually, we may be moving <laughs> to Franklin. <laughs> so that may be uh, when we're on our way up. We don't need that. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to come see me perform with, uh, with a fantastic bunch of people more talented than me... Um, uh, come, come to that show That's a separate issue So Drew DeFonso, Who has performed in that show on occasion Says this podcast is amazing I rewatch every TNG episode Before I listen uh, to the podcast So I'm right there with you guys I'm Sorry And boy do I regret it <laughs> My favorite is you two Trying to figure out how the podcast is supposed to work Please never agree on a structure And let the chaos continue You are in luck sir <laughs> You will not be disappointed <laughs> Uh, My question, uh, in Lonely Among Us, uh, at 710, for those Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. watch along, Riker tells the visiting aliens that humans no longer eat meat and have stopped enslaving aliens. Animals. Uh, uh, Sorry, animals. My apologies. Um, That was my mistake, not Drew's. You guys did talk about this scene, but only about the slouching stoner alien in the background. <laughs> it's way too on the nose, in my opinion, but it's pretty clear Roddenberry's making a vegetarian humanity uh, part of his utopian future. No. I think... That's not what I think. I'll tell you I, what I think. Well, let me, let me finish his... his oh, take I forgot. Then. It's meaty. I think uh, Roddenberry's laid out his world as a goal for humanity. United race of humans, greed, slash currency has been abolished. And lack of crime and violence. So why is this one, which I think would be the most attainable of Gene's goals, skipped over so frequently? Why aren't more Trekkies vegetarian? Um, Full disclosure, uh, I'm a vegetarian most of my life. I was not. I hope this doesn't make me sound like a judgy prick. Chicken wings rule. Ugh.
0: Anyway. I say thank you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Although I will never be a vegetarian myself. No, I can't handle it. Uh, So, you know, that's just how food replicators work. Replicators have, like, patterns. Like, you know, if you want to eat Captain Picard, I'm sure you can get it from the transporter. Right. of Captain Picard, whatever. Uh, They have patterns and they have matter. So what they do is they combine the matter into whatever pattern you want it to be. And it's full of all the nutrients and things. Every meal you have out of a replicator is supposedly perfectly balanced, which is why there aren't any fatties running around the Star Trek. Oh, really? That's the reason? Yeah. Interesting. Everything you get out of the replicator is a nutritious, delicious thing. So, for instance, when Andy orders his 10 chocolate sundaes, uh-huh. they're going to come out, and they're only going to give him, like, it's going to be like eating Halo Top.
1: Are you telling me it's not going to taste like Halo Top? But, but I'm going will- tell
0: you it'll taste like Ben and Jerry's. But you'll get the calories of a Halo Top.
1: Oh, my God. I want to be in the future so badly. <laughs> I have never wanted to. I, I'm a nerd. i wanted to be on Starships my whole life. I've never wanted to be there more than right now. Yeah. yeah. That is a dream. Why aren't people stuffing their faces with pizza constantly on the bridge? Well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: bridge officer's job every, uh, every at the end of his week shift, he he orders a. Pizzas for the bridge.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling I would pound it down. Even, oh, I'd uh, still
0: eat garbage that wasn't...
1: Are you sure I'm, I don't sound echoey? I feel like I sound echoey. I'm not sure you don't sound echoey. I just but... don't want it to be. Is it my angle of... <laughs> Andy, yeah. I don't know what we can do for you. I don't know. Maybe it's possible I have an echoey voice. Well, you like know... Like the, the overlord <laughs> in this episode.
0: But we'll it, get to it. It also could be that you have bare walls. Is uh, that, oh, that it? You live like a... Like a I don't know what you live like an like a like, like an a, '80s cokehead. I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I wish I had you, walk all into, you walk into Andy's living room <laughs> and it's a uh, fucking television the size <laughs> of the Titanic, and it's two fucking chairs set up like he's Joey and and uh, Chandler on Friends. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and his walls are adorned with white paint. <laughs>
1: I think we're beginning to uh, piece together the many things that led to the, uh, the falling apart of my marriage, guys. No, I just assumed
0: she took all the art with her.
1: Well, uh, yes. I mean, there's definitely bare patches where there used to be. You know what? It's you know what? We're so getting so sad. deep. We're getting so deep. So sad, right at the top of the
0: podcast. If you'd like to date Andy, email us.
1: Uh, um, all right. Uh, from Joe Creighton. He says, uh, catching up, uh, so forgive me if you thought about adding fan interaction with quements in future
0: apps. Mm-hmm. Quements are from uh, Nerdist. It's oh, a I thing see. we used to do. It's a I question, sure. it's a comment, it's a we um, mm. Are we already doing that? I mean, we kind of are. I think you should leave, What's us, the distinction? leave us a voicemail uh, and we'd be happy to answer them.
1: All right. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Someone already
0: has. Great. So,
1: uh, Jen from at urid." Dick. <laughs> uh, you're a dick. Uh, oh, you're a dick. Oh, she made me say it.
0: <laughs> That's clever, Jen. Uh, it's not that clever, but you Jen, caught me I've off guard. Put all, I put all of this together without even seeing what Andy's reading. <laughs> well,
1: you only heard it. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't have the mislead. Um, anyway, she was addressing our uh, our strength questions, uh-huh. and uh, because we were debating how strong is a Klingon and whatnot. Um and uh, she breaks it down this way from uh most powerful to least powerful. Q, species 8472. Yes. Um Data, con. interestingly, uh uh-huh. Borg, Changelings. I don't know that I know. Oh interesting. Which, where is that from DS9? Odo. Oh, they are okay. Uh Jem Hadar, Klingon slash Herogen, she puts it the same level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gorn. Um, Vulcans, Romulans. Mm. Oh, these are all the, on the same level: Vulcan slash Romulans slash uh, no, it's and the same species. Ronian? So. Does she mean Andorian? Andorian. Um, Orion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a the next level: human slash Kardashians slash Bajorans. You said uh, dash.
0: Sorry slash Cardassian.
1: Not kardassian have ha,
0: Bajoran. Are no, you're brids. saying you're saying Kardashian You said Kardashian what? instead of Cardassian. The Kardashians, <laughs> and also write into us where
1: you think the uh, Kardashians would be on this straight scale. Um, <laughs> I would put Chloe way high, way higher. Than oh 10. yeah, I mean she's yeah. constantly working on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Frankie, then interesting. Is right Kazan,
0: Kazans, Kazans.
1: Which one are those? I don't know. Uh, Talaxian, and then the next level, Talaxian, Ocampa, and Vidians. And lastly, humorously,
0: Tribbles. (laughs) Talaxians, uh, that's what What's-His-Face is. Neelix is on uh, Voyager.
1: I think we should change places and see if the echo goes away. Okay,
0: I'm happy to change places. (laughs) I don't know if Andy (laughs) understands that I just know how to talk into a microphone. I don't think that's it. So I'm going to go under... I'm gonna keep talking. Not echoing at all. and Andy's gonna sit down and keep echoing while we all witness the magic. You know what? I think he's hundred percent right. <laughs> <laughs> I am
1: echoing. We've been through three different three different mics. We have now completely switched it's positions. That uh I
0: must have a naturally echoey voice. You, well you know how like <laughs> vampires don't photograph? Sure. <laughs> might be that i'm only half alive maybe so. you have a voice that was never meant to be heard <laughs> it's,
1: it's possible not that great for podcasts. what about
0: me <laughs> i'm kind of
1: like i mean back to the future i'm half phasing out of existence at all times sure or i'm like the edo lord's able to uh, exist in several different um dimensions at once Okay, Robert Jackson says, uh, "Make Matt watch Game of Thrones." Multiple people that I got into it didn't like fantasy, but all love Game of Thrones.
0: Um, okay, well, that's I, would, the, I like. There, um, I would enjoy watching. I like it their slot again, machine so. quite a bit.
1: <laughs> what are the uh, What are the symbols on it? Do you even know?
0: Uh, lots of things. a lot of dragons. A lot of wolves. Wolves, sure.
1: Good old neon.
0: A lot of S- eggs. A lot of boxes. At nmn underscore eighty underscore four eighteen. If you have more than one underscore in your name, we're not going to read your name on the air. I uh, <laughs> I agree.
1: <laughs> she says or he says, uh, can Picard win NVC as captain,
0: not crew? Yes. Captain oh, so Guard we're just going to say can, absolutely. if it
1: is the MVC and he wins that week, then it would be the most valuable captain.
0: Most valuable command officer. Command officer. Oh, that sounds like that's getting complicated. It, it's just the member of the crew. He is a member of the crew. It is the MVC.
1: Um, all right. That's about it for mail this week. Let's jump in.
0: Oh, boy. Guys, let's, uh, let's take a step into episode 108, Justice
2: captain's log stardate 41255.6 after delivering a party of earth colonists to the stranad solar system we have discovered another class m planet in the adjoining rubicon star system we are now in orbit there having determined it to be inhabited as well as unusually lovely my first officer has taken an away team down to make contact and they are in the process of returning to the ship
0: there we are so they've just uh, dropped off some baby humans well, actually, I probably full grown adult humans with some children to colonize another world in the solar system. And they're visiting a nearby class M planet that they just decided to visit because it was class M. Not really thinking about the fact that the people on the Earth below uh, are not uh, quite up to speed with the Federation. Um.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, there's. There's so many. <laughs>
0: well, I uh, mean, let's see. I... He asked for a report, right? And uh, look, let...
2: is it as good as your report suggests? Number one, as per reports, so a class M, Earth-like, beautiful. It will startle you. Sounds wonderful for the children. The holodecks are marvelous, of course, but there's nothing like open spaces and fresh air. Mm-hmm. I've listed my report on their customs and laws, sir. Fairly simple, common sense things.
0: They're wild in some ways, actually puritanical in others. as pins, ultra-lawful. They make love at the drop of a hat. Any hat.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> First of all, okay. The I, security officer just did a the report on the law. Missed a huge part of that law. But I digress.
1: A hundred percent. And it's addressed later <laughs> in yeah. a way where it's like, I read about all their laws, but
0: this wasn't mentioned. Well, then well,
1: what, what did you read? What did you read? You read nothing. <laughs> um... I have so. Much. I would like to really get into detail because this first scene.
0: Oh well, if we're going to get into detail, I'll just read the very quick synopsis from the very good. next and Generation also, companion. We, we
1: forgot to. You forgot to uh, say. Would you recommend that they watch this episode? The answer is no.
0: No. Very good. <laughs> it's flat out no. The answer is I would not recommend that they watch this episode. Does go. it have any redeeming qualities? No. Uh-huh. Is it worth uh forty five minutes of your time? No. <laughs> Is it worth an hour and twenty five minutes of your time listening to us talk about it? Probably not, but you are and we appreciate it. If so you're interested thank
1: you. in looking at a bunch of uh oily, tan blonde people if yeah. that look like they're from a seventies porn uh w- but except there's no sex, then.
0: yes This is for you. Okay. So here's the synopsis for Justice, which aired November 9th, 1987. Start eight four one two five five point six. The pastoral planet of Rubicon 3 beckons after the Enterprise delivers a party of colonists to the nearby Stranad system. Rubicon's uh, healthy people, the Edo, and their ways of love and open sensual pleasure make this planet seem like the perfect R&R stop. But trouble looms in paradise after Wesley inadvertently chases a ball into one of the Edo's always-shifting forbidden zones, drawing the planet's simple punishment for every crime, death. Dr. Crusher is furious, but Picard feels helpless under the prime directive as the captain pleads for Wesley's life. A machine-like being orbits the planet and sends a probe to scan Data's brain, proclaiming itself the Edo's god. The being demands the Enterprise's people leave its children alone and take the Stranade colonists back, too. The Edo are shocked that the once-friendly visitors protest their law. One Edo even given the chance to see her god, much to the machine being displeasure. Picard finally agrees to take the boy from from his Edo captors by force. He confronts the Edo who have built in but bitterly taunt the crew with their own law, but god won't let the crew beam back. Picard argues that when laws are absolute there can be no real justice this convinces him to let them go on their way <sighs> so much so many things okay. and honestly
1: in the middle of this episode i was like oh okay okay and then at the end i was like what what the hell did
0: i just watch but- really had to speed through that conclusion at the end there
1: let me um let me talk
0: about there's so many things <laughs> You're so echoey it's hilarious to I me. know what's going on I feel like I'm putting it right in my mouth <laughs> I think you're talking too loud honestly Too loud Yeah talk softer Talk softer well, but then that's you have to too turn me up,
1: That's right? too soft. Don't you have to turn me up if I talk soft? Well, I mean, now you're just talking weird. I don't know. I've, in this first season of Star Trek, I really find it's going to be hard for me to talk softly.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been having a lot of different emotions um, swirling around inside yeah. me. We, you don't have an echo when we talk at my house.
1: All right, so maybe we just got to...
0: I don't know. Put some things on your walls. Something to eat. The maybe get you some car. Some some carpeting. Maybe get you a nice. Uh, Let me ask curtains. you. In the
1: unlikely event, can we get you curtains? that? I get any ladies over here. Uh,
0: curtains. If, if
1: they find giant kind of sound blankets on all the walls, will that send the
0: wrong message? <laughs> that'll send. <laughs> I think that'll send a message to them that you're um, ready for loud fucking. <laughs> so it's the right message. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Okay, uh, all right, first... So Riker- dive in here, yeah. Okay, Riker enters. He's like smiling like the cat who ate the canary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he is so excited. Have- I'm assuming he's already had sex with a bunch of people on this planet.
0: I mean, I, I can't imagine he hasn't at least slept with four of them.
1: So I don't know if we want to pause at this point to ask about the prime director, about because it never really occurred to me with the Kirk is constantly having sex with the aliens, and it never sure. occurred to me like oh, he's having sex with people that don't even know what love is. Yeah. So is that kind of like some weird taking advantage? It never occurred to me until I saw Riker doing it, and I was like, what's going on with him?
0: I think they know what love is more so than human beings. That planet mm-hmm. seems like they know what's going on. It's really interesting, Matt. Yeah. And you know how I know that they know what's going on? Uh-huh.
2: And I welcome this huge one.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> nice planet. I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> so uh, so one thing is he doesn't mention sex at all in his report. <laughs> he yeah. hasn't mentioned it because Picard is sort of still asking questions like he hasn't heard about
0: this. Right, right.
1: So I have to assume he's chosen to keep it on the DL from mm-hmm. Picard. Then Geordi totally blows his cover.
0: Well, the drop of a hat. Any hat. Well, that's also. Well, this gets me to issue number two. So, Tasha.
1: Yeah. TR. T T R t-, t-, t R. She's she. We know two things about her at this point in the series. Yes, we know that she's a badass. She's like a stalwart warrior, trained. She, and, trains and she can fight
0: anyone. She can she can sometimes beat up three or four holodeck opponents. A
1: hundred percent. But we also know that she is from a planet where the major uh, gross national product from that planet is rape gangs.
0: It's all she's mentioned it's so far. All of she her talks home, about. She her home has planet.
1: major trauma with it she well, got a lot of issues. Understandably so. A hundred percent. Go ahead. She was on the run from these rape gangs from five years old. Uh-huh. And uh, they're presenting her now. She cannot wait to get down to that planet and get her. T- Tasha Yar, right. the, the show is telling us at this moment, has got to have
0: it. Well, I mean, listen, It's she's... She's evolved, I'm sure with the help of her ship's counselor, she is ready again for sexual contact, and this planet seems like as good a place as any to get it.
1: I feel like that is not that's accurate.
0: The last I mean the last person or thing she has uh sexed up is Commander Data, so.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of episodes, the 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 she's mentioned after Naked Now where she hooks up with Data, she's still mentioned the rape gangs again.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and the last person she hooked up with, which I understand, and that makes sense, that she has this sort of this sexuality that she's sorting her way through because of the trauma, and that's why the only person she feels safe having sex with is this android. Yeah,
0: you've, you've, so you've, how you've, does that fit? You've with already this? given this four hundred more times thought than any writer in the I, writers' room in season one. I uh, I agree, and that's I, the
1: thing because know, honestly, when they're
0: writing this episode, this is yes. episode, this is the second episode they started writing. Yeah so at this point I don't know if the bible had been set of like what is the background of each character I have to imagine somewhat yes but I I don't know
1: and then the craziest thing
0: happens in the scene what is it
2: if you approve shore leave sir we could start with a small group of course Wesley if we go down I'd like you to join the away team to evaluate this planet as a place for young people to relax yes sir if our scans and observations confirm the report, of course I'll approve it.
1: So they just had a thorough discussion well, about the lax uh not they lax, just, the they loose know. sexuality and all the proof.
0: <laughs> that's why he's sending Wesley. He wants to know if it's a good place to send a kid. <laughs>
1: his first thought. Also, why is Beverly so aggressively trying to get her son down onto the sixth planet?
0: She's just trying to get her, her crew onto shore on shore leave. They've been at, they've been in space now for a period of God knows how long. Seems like it might have been almost eight weeks. Uh, and then
1: after that, it's like in I'm the. I'm kidding. Midst- they
0: shouldn't need short leave after that long. Well, there's uh, the, <laughs> so
1: many. It, it, I'm gonna really try and pull this apart. Okay, so one thing
0: is—is is this an Andy's theory or is this just you pulling things apart?
1: <sighs> um, I I don't know if it's a common complaint. No, I have a common complaint coming up. Okay. Um, it's not a theory. I have okay. no theory. This is a separate segment altogether. Right. Um, other than maybe Beverly's obsessed with having her son have sex, because that's the only thing that explains her behavior in this weird scene where half the time they're talking about how this is, this is the most fuck heavy planet in the, in the entire universe. And the other half of the time they talk about how the children need to get down there. And after... You know, Beverly, Wesley couldn't look more excited, and I get it. Sure. Um, I'd love and then he exchanges a, a look out. with Beverly, who also couldn't look more excited for him.
0: She wants ground If
1: <laughs> That's it. Maybe that's a good... That's your theory. We need a theme song for you. And um, But let me uh, just as a... Just to really get into the crazy detail. Um, there's a moment um, where, uh, at the beginning... Um, Beverly uh, interrupts Troy Mid-sentence Let me actually just go back to this no, I remember that Yeah, I don't know if we played it I think he started right after Maybe he did
2: And He um... teamed down to make contact And they are in the process Of returning to the ship Riker says the planet's life forms Are almost identical to us He's very enthusiastic Captain Sorry Troy The doctor has something very important to tell you, Captain. You've been talking about it for days. Shore leave for the crew. Establishing this colony has been exhausting for the entire crew, Captain. We're not a supply vessel. Settling all those people has been a strain on everyone. I'm tired myself.
0: Okay. So um, she's worried about the crew's uh, general mental health, physical health. They're exhausted. Well, question number 1 I have yeah. is um,
1: she she says in the scene that uh, that uh, the holodeck is no match for real fresh air. And yeah.
0: Sun. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yeah. Why? Why why would the holodeck be a match for wide open spaces?
1: So the holodeck doesn't Offer the same qualities of the sun, and or do they just have supplements,
0: or like what? What are you talking about? I as far as like getting
1: the health benefits
0: of being in the fresh air and in the sun? No, it's an, it's a room on a starship. It's Why emotional. would it have emotional benefits? I don't think she's looking for emotional benefits right now. I think she's looking for physical. You know, the crew is weary, and I think they need. And, you know, some nice fresh air is going to be great for them. But this is what I'm asking. Yeah. Do they You're
1: not get not the health fresh benefits air. of no. fresh air? Why would they? The, in the, in the it's 24th a century, it's they have a not
0: been... In, okay, well then, aren't they in, in danger In the 24th being, century, they uh, have not been... Continue that sentence.
1: In the 24th century, they have not figured out a way to simulate <laughs> the same things they've been able to simulate in, in the taste of animals. Yeah. <laughs> And the health benefits of good food with
0: fresh air? Yeah. I listen, I imagine that as good as a replicated New York strip or porterhouse steak is, oh, it will not ship. it will not match a real New York strip or porterhouse steak.
1: I think you're contradicting what I think my, you my, my, your statement earlier in this podcast where I said would it taste it would not taste like Halo ice cream. I think it's it's going to be just like a Halo ice cream. It's a fine product and we'd love uh, you as a sponsor.
0: Uh, Halo is great. Um, but I just you're not understanding it. I don't want to jump ahead but All right, they're going to explain but, it later. Yeah. All
1: right, well it's a minor point. The main point I was going to make was um this is a badly written moment. It was weird. Uh, It's like, Beverly comes in, she's the chief medical officer on this galaxy glass starship, she has the patience to wait until Troy finishes a fucking sentence to make a request. Um, It was weird, and I was like, I bet you there was something in the script that was different, and Sean McMahon uh, actually sent us a link um, from wwwsaint minute Minute. Minutia. Uh, minutia, sorry.
0: <laughs> Minute. <laughs> Minute. I pronounced it wrong. Oh, God. i uh, maybe uh, like, dyslexic. Underscore, underscore.
1: Dot <laughs> com. Um, so, uh, and, uh, and it has all of the scripts from TNG and DS9. And so uh, I looked it up, as I did with a couple of other things. And uh, there is a moment... Uh, beverly goes, captain see uh, she is interrupted sorry Tro- Troy smiles, beckons Beverly in, which didn't happen. The doctor has something much more important on her mind, and then there's a moment where Beverly goes, Please Troy, do not pick up my feelings um, And then Troy goes, "Your feelings all we need are ears 'm sorry we missed out on that joke, Picard card smiles to beverly uh, you've been talking about it for days now, surely for the crew. So they cut that moment. I'm assuming to collapse time for the episode to make time, which mm-hmm. is something that we'll often do. Mm-hmm. Which to me is crazy, because this is the most underedited show. There are so many pauses that you could have eliminated in this show.
0: Yeah, but it would be frenetic, and it wouldn't breathe, and it wouldn't be Star Trek. I 100% disagree.
1: I think that there's so many moments where it's just someone slowly reacting, and then there's someone slowly walking across the room, and... I think uh, if you start to watch for these moments,
0: they will start to slowly drive you insane. All right. I think that now we've issued a challenge. I would like Andy to do an episode of Star Trek Next Generation and call it Andy's Edit. Oh, yeah.
1: Here we go. And so I here's want you what... to
0: cut out the breathing. <laughs>
1: well, I'm not going to edit it, but I will tell you what we could have done if you wanted Beverly to to sort of break in is just have Troy finish her sentence, cut that, that couplet about the feelings if you wanted to cut cut it. And then in the ADR for Picard, go ah, Doctor Crusher, and you know go into the rest of the line, um, and you would you would have gotten the same thing without a weird break in. So I don't know who's you know you can't again you can't blame the editor because the the showrunner often makes the choice in the edit room, (laughs) but it
0: bugs me. (laughs) Sorry, this is so dumb. You're not gonna make it better. I'm sorry.
1: I'd go back and re-edit these episodes. <laughs> okay.
0: Do we know anybody at Paramount who can get us access to the full footage so you can take your own takes? And
1: I would really
0: improve this first season. I can no. tell you that much. You'd make it probably thirty minutes long. My next thing is at four thirty eight. I I don't know what that means. I don't have any time codes for you. All
1: right. It's just Wharf being freaked out. I love a freaked out Wharf. All right. It's one right. of the best. I get it. It's like it lag.
2: Careful, sir. No, it's all right, Lieutenant. Those are the Edo we met before. They certainly are fit. So weird. They certainly are. Health and happiness. A pleasant day to you. You did return as promised.
0: So creepy. It's a very visual, what's happening right Leotard. now.
1: Riker just, they have this weird hug where they kind of nuzzle into their necks. And uh, and I gotta tell you, uh, unless I'm already sort of like, it's on. Yeah. I don't want any... Any person to make the noise that Riker just made when they're hugging me, right? <laughs> Although you know,
0: Riker could have been intimate with her. Pre- I, it previous. feels like it is implied. Well, I think it's actually implied that this 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 race of people, the the Enids or the Eidos, sorry, the Eidos, uh-huh. are just hypersexual without being totally sexual. Like right. we're not. At no point are they walking by anyone fucking.
1: No. Oh, wait. You're saying you don't. When they say they play at love, they're not actually having sex?
0: What I'm saying is maybe they aren't. Maybe they're playing that weird game where they put balls behind their back and then reveal them and say, You're going to love this game. (laughs) (laughs) You want to play at love? Oh, that's love? (laughs) No. No, That's a real downer. Everyone's in for some sort of mistake. Although we know it wouldn't be a ball
1: because uh, Wesley introduces them to
0: tossing a ball back and (laughs) forth. Well,
1: you know. (laughs) That famous Earth game.
0: It takes a takes a real starfleet interaction to bring people terrible boring things
1: um everyone in this everyone at the top of this episode from the bridge on to me is uh you ever get to a you ever get a new job and it's like the first day of the job and your take is just everyone at this office is acting weird yeah like everyone at this office is weird and eventually you become acclimated to it and you're like no oh, i'm one of the weird people now but yep. that's the way everyone is striking me in this episode
0: uh all right so what well, while they're while they're dealing with these weird people you know, these weird people that Andy can't imagine nuzzling. Um, uh, no, I'm, you know, well, I'm is, just certainly. saying you're not open to nuzzling. So I'm, if you want to date Andy, who's not open to nuzzling, I said, email the podcast. If it's on, <laughs> then it's fine. Oh, uh, if you're going to email the podcast, make sure it's on. <laughs> uh, then it's going to be fine. I guess I'm saying, what, a, I'm weirdo. A, what a weirdo. in a situation
1: where it's like, oh, okay, we're really vibing, but I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Maybe Riker was already vibing. <laughs> uh, like-
0: meanwhile, up on the ship, While while they've beamed down and are talking to people, uh, this happens.
2: Shields and deflectors are full, sir. Main phaser banks ready. Hailing frequencies any reply. It was something unintelligible, sir. Now running it through language and logic circuits. Jordy, sir, have a real look. Aye, sir. Sir, my sensors read it well as half there. It does look as if it were partly transparent. I love
0: have a real look. I love uh, that he... Is that
1: completely illogical that the ship would not be able to do everything Jordy's visor can do?
0: Uh, well, if the sensors on the ship are malfunctioning... Oh, I see. Then, you know, who knows? So, Jordy can actually physically go look out the window. Right. And, and, and read things on many bands because, uh, you know, in the future, handicaps become advantages. Sure. Thanks to science. So what? What is this thing that has appeared outside of? Uh, outside, first of all, it's the ship from Conundrum, which we'll see later in season five or six. Oh,
1: really? Uh, well, I will say I, uh, with all my uh, complaints,
0: um, really
1: good effect on the alien
0: ship. Um, you did say that out loud while watching it, I, and I was just like, "You don't agree." I mean, it's no better or worse than everything we see on this show.
1: I see. I guess what it's starting to break down in my head is that. The costumes and the, and the uh, sort of the makeup on the aliens mm-hmm. and the sets are so poor at the beginning of this episode. This, <laughs> not this episode, this, uh, this season. Yeah. That when I see the special effects being actually pretty, mm-hmm. pretty equivalent yeah. to, uh, to the high level at the time, I'm impressed.
0: Uh, so this, this thing that's not there. Uh-huh. Outside the ship, they they try to communicate with it, and uh, they can't communicate it with it normally until it starts um, talking to them.
2: State the
0: purpose. It's so loud; it's shaking everyone.
2: Which is state weird. the purpose of what you have done? I'm Captain Picard commanding this Federation starship. State the purpose of your visit here. We have sent down what we call an away team to make peaceful contact here. Do you plan to leave life forms here? No. We are merely visiting here. But you did more at the world you just left. Why have you left your own life forms there? The colony we just planted, sir. We found that world uninhabited. The life forms we left there had... had sought the challenge, at least that is the basic reason, had sought the challenge of creating a new lifestyle... A new society there life in our world is driven to protect itself by seeding itself as widely as possible do not interfere with my children below oh that's what humans
0: do andy we spread ourselves we seed ourselves so
1: this seems like remarkably bad diplomacy on, on uh, Picard's part to, to describe
0: themselves as like,
1: no, it's okay. What we do is we infect a planet with our essence and our people. That's like, all right. Yeah. That's all we're doing.
0: You sound like a Borg right now. Do I sound like a Borg? Yeah. That's what a Borg would do. No, that's it? what a Borg says humans do. Oh.
1: Well, you know what?
0: I mean, maybe I'm a Borg. I, I stand by it. Finally, we found it out.
1: Uh, you know what? I will, I will embrace that. Their
0: voices do echo into microphones. I don't know. Quite a bit. Oh yeah. No, that's probably the problem. <laughs> I'm a
1: Borg. Uh, they were super cool. I got no issue with the Borg. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, before we move on, uh, this seemed to me to be. Very reminiscent, the voice and everything of mm. of something that was that was echoing in my in my brain, and um, and uh, just now as you were playing that clip, it clicked in and I found a clip. So hopefully this is the right clip. Okay, from Time was- Bandits, the movie.
2: <laughs>
0: Is that the same actor? It's a great question. I don't know. It does sound very similar. I think I can look it up. Well, you could look it up, but I don't care. uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about Riker and Worf's interaction on the planet. Okay, Um, where Worf uh, is asked about plain old basic sex.
2: The good life, Worf. I am not concerned with pleasure, Commander. I am a warrior. Even Klingons need love now and then. For what we consider love, sir, I would need a Klingon woman. What about plain old basic sex? You must have some need for that. Of course. But with the females available to me, sir, Earth females, I must restrain myself too much. They are quite fragile, sir. That's a very nice time. Or if, if anyone else had said that, I'd suspect he was bragging. Bragging, sir? I think I'll pass on that.
0: Care to comment, Andrew? <laughs>
1: Um, you had a lot of people on this uh, In the Federation yeah. That are not allowed to have sex <laughs>
0: Like the Vulcans can only have it every seven years With a Vulcan woman No, the Vulcan desire uh, Is biologically built in every seven years They must mate uh, As a survival instinct uh, that's, what, that's what that is They can't only have sex every seven years you, oh, I never interpreted mm, it that way You no. think they're having sex in between Yeah But I think that they're Biologically They must mate Every seven years
1: I thought the idea was To
0: remain logical They kind of remove sex from the If that's the idea I had never I had assumed the other way ah, Now we need to know Yeah If you're an expert on Ponfar Email Andy <laughs>
1: My Twitter is flooded with Ponfar. (laughs) Oh, which, by the way, my Twitter is at Secunda. (laughs) Matt's is at Matt Myra. And um, the the podcast's uh, Twitter is at Star Trek TNC.
0: A common misconception with the series is that Vulcans only have sex once every seven years. However, Ponfar is not... Uh, coincident with the sex lives of Vulcans and they are able to have intercourse without affliction and and thus more than once every seven years. Hmm. Star Trek, the original series writer and continuity story editor DC Fontana explains that Ponfar is not the only time Vulcans feel sexual desire or engage in sexual activity. Oh, okay, there you go. Finally, I was right about something. (sighs) Thank God, guys.
1: I feel like they don't... Play Spock as someone who is having sex all the time or at all other than Pon Far though
0: I feel like the, I feel like Star Trek' sexuality is not explored that much because it doesn't need to be well, that certainly is with herc, <laughs> yes, because that he was a Lothario you know creeper dude who creeps on <laughs> orion slave girls
1: uh-huh uh.
0: Um I don't see a listing for the Edo Lord's uh The Edo Lord's voice. Voice. If you were the so Edo you know, Lord voice, please record a message to Andy. Oh, please do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if you give me an outgoing message, that would also be great. Uh, <laughs>
0: leave. Leave a message. Leave a <laughs> message for me. You know what also sounds like? It sounds like the guy in the mummy roller coaster. Oh yeah. I like that roller coaster. It's a great roller coaster. The Mummy at Universal Studios, Orlando, and Los Angeles. It's very different in Orlando. It is much longer. Way better in Orlando. So much better. Orlando knows what's up. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about the crux of this episode, which is uh, Mr. Wesley Crusher uh, playing ball Mm -hmm. with some young people who I don't know if he's going to have a four-way with them or not, but right now they're playing ball and they're in a forbidden zone when uh, he goes for a ball uh, much further than he needs to and ends up in a plant. Uh, This is done in a forbidden zone, which is a zone where the, I guess it's the only place the law is enforced every day and it moves. That's what I gather, right?
1: Oh, you're right. There was a weird thing about the zone. Yeah,
0: the zone moves.
1: What the fuck is
0: that? (laughs) That's so no one will break the law because they never know when the zone is being enforced. So
1: that he might have done that, and the zone wouldn't have been on him, and it would have been fine? Yes. What's the purpose of that? Of what? Why have the zone move? Why not just have there be laws,
0: and these laws apply to these places, and that's that? Uh, Because with this, they only have to have a police force of two dudes. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah. just because the dudes come out and they're wearing these outfits, yeah, the guys' outfits in this episode are
2: bonkers.
1: We're it's not seeing like, my, it's like
0: a reverse I, ladies' one. Piece. We should be seeing more junk than we're seeing. It's weird. Because like, they don't. Care there's about like that guy's like a, like free. negative balls. Do you know oh, what I mean? Just like, I'm just saying like the, the outline of the, the actors. Itself. The actors should be, I think, we should be seeing more of their junk.
1: Well, maybe that supports your theory that they're not really having sex. Maybe no one has junk. Uh,
0: Interesting.
1: I like it. Ooh. That could be Andy's theory. Hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> just let's just, go. let's. Andy, do you have any theories? <laughs> no, I'm not
0: ready in any uh, way. Andy, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> seriously though, Andy, I just I <laughs> no, just I have know, one question I'm for sorry. you. know, what's yeah,
1: funny is I had a long
0: my question for you. <laughs> You're just tor- tormenting is, me now with my. <laughs> if you had say uh, <laughs> any kind of thoughts on this episode that might oh, be organized is, uh, in. To some kind of potential, so uh, what is the what is a explanation that you might have for something, or, or, or I'm just trying to find the word. Uh, Andy, do you have any? It's a really good question. Or I have thoughts? maybe do you have a theory?
1: You know what, pal? I
0: do. Where
1: are all the bathrooms at? Who and? Uh-huh. Just pretending to be so dim No one knows the answers Least of all him It's Andy's theories Uh.
0: Trying to Andy's theories, everybody. <laughs> so. Andy, do you have a theory have about a theory. this episode? Yeah, these people don't have junk. Uh, it's really it's it's a it's a math second. <laughs> well, I think we theory. can have joint theories, but <laughs> we'll call enough. it an Andy's theory.
1: And um and uh they uh and they don't have sex, so and that's the reason. Although, you know, the theory's kind of falling apart. This is the first time this ever happened. Because I didn't plan it. The theory, the theory falls apart because why is Riker so excited and, and lascivious maybe, about being down there? Maybe
0: both the males and the females have innies.
1: Uh-huh. Or Oh, innies. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that's, a, that's Maybe
0: Riker can have his way with both genders. That's a... <laughs> sure. That's Matt's theory.
1: By the way... Um. Yeah, maybe we should get into it next week. You have a theory? No, I don't have a theory. Oh, let's just what finish was the it? What was Andy's
0: theory? Oh, I watched you watch this episode, so you didn't have time to formulate an actual Andy's theory. So this is this week's Andy's theory.
1: Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart. <laughs> oh boy, it's delights me. That's great. Um. Okay. Uh so you know, just to uh to go along with the um the general uh attitude, I mean a, a poll was, was given and 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 it uh and people said they want chaos. So I, I had an instinct of, oh, we missed some stuff.
0: Fuck it. What well, did, we, did we do we miss anything where you're like, oh if I don't talk about this, it's gonna kill me. Not at all. Great.
1: Well, just just something where it's like, oh hey, there's something. Well, <laughs>
0: Here's something.
1: All right. See, he's, he's, a, he's trying to move forward because he knows order is superior to chaos. Don't
0: babble. Babble, sir?
1: I'm not aware that I ever babble, sir. It may be that from
2: time to time I have considerable information to communicate, and you may question the way in which I organize it. Please, organize it into brief answers to my questions. We have very little time. Do they accept... Our presence at this planet. Undecided, sir. Data, please feel free to volunteer any important information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Data battles. And uh, we're really just figuring out Data's character still. I enjoyed that conversation. And I
1: enjoyed, as always, Brent Spiner's comedic sort of deadpan spin on it. And his realization that he was Beverly. Did you and love... then as soon And then as soon as they started talking about Wesley, he was like and, and Beverly starts to fall apart just after this. He goes He's like, Interesting. A motherhood is it? she just goes, Shut up and runs out. That was really funny.
0: <laughs> I do babble. Um so here's um, the deal. Okay, this episode has to do. I have a, do I, I have a clip of the law? Lead,
1: yeah. Well, let me go to this clip because I think it, it's, it's a little bit before where you were, but it has Picard talking about capital punishment on Earth, and uh, I thought it, it, I don't know, it raised a question for me um, about what exactly the, the,
2: your take is. Not always, but now they do. Do you execute criminals? No. Not any longer. But you did once. Unfortunately, yes. But since then... And when you did, was it believed necessary to do so? Some people felt that it was necessary, but we have learned to detect the seeds of criminal behavior. Capital punishment in our world is no longer considered a justifiable deterrent. So... So,
1: is he saying... He said that they, they've been able to detect the seeds. Is this like some Minority Report shit?
0: Like they can predict before yeah, it I happens? I thought about Minority Report when he said that. Or is it they um, stop people it's... from
1: prim- becoming criminals in some genetic or behavioral adjustment? Well, way? I think it's.
0: I think I. I think they think it's behavioral, and I think they do that. They they sort of try to nurture, not nature. Nature? Nurture, not nature. Do they nurture, or do they use science
1: to bend personalities to fit society's standards?
0: Oh, boy. Um, no. You I don't know. you
1: viruses spreading your... Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> You're filth. No, but I don't the know planet. What the, I don't know what We are the Secunda. Okay. The Secunda is here, everyone. The future of law enforcement. I mean, murders still happen Uh Um, all sorts of crimes still happen Uh so I have to say they probably have not eradicated crime but they just don't I will say in Star Trek
1: 5 one of the things that did uh, throw me um, is when they're on the planet and I think it's Kirk goes into the bar and there's all this illegal activity and, and it's on Earth right? Or is it somewhere else? What are you talking about? Is it in Star Trek They 5? go
0: to a bar in Star Trek V. There is a bar with like a pool table and a TV. <laughs> remember the pool table. Um, I just seem
1: to remember there was a scene where I was like, wait a minute, that Earth isn't all sort of utopian Starfleety?
0: I don't think it is. Honestly, I don't think Earth is all utopian Starfleety. I think Starfleet is the military branch, military slash exploration branch of uh-huh. the government of uh-huh. the United Earth Federation. Okay. Um, there is a president of Earth, a, f- uh, a president of the Federation, um, and, you know, it's just a military branch thereof. You get to see a lot more of Earth, how Earth is under Federation rule um, in D-Space 9.
1: Um, I look forward to that. <sighs> Do you, though? Not really.
0: Exactly. That's your problem.
1: Um, so... So just to uh, to also uh, to address this, there Picard's solution is to bring I think her name is Rivan, um, yes. up to the ship, and oh you mean it's a twenty nine oh two is what I was going to do oh know. go ahead what is it but I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I it's an inappropriate clip but I can play it anyway.
2: Then I have another question. I have this one while orbiting while circling high above your world as we do. We have encountered a strange object, a vessel perhaps. Have you any idea what it is? It's not entirely real, at least it's not completely solid. Do you mean God? God. God is said to be somewhere up there, protecting us. Exactly. Exactly how would you describe God? As you just did, as existing both here and in another place also. But when God wants to show its power, it can make itself felt most fully. Mm-hmm. I just,
1: he, he, he brings her up to the ship as a solution. Like, I have to show you this and we'll talk <laughs> no, about it. No, that's not
0: a solution. He needs to know what that is. He needs to know if she recognizes it.
1: Well, I mean, this is my question. I don't know why he
0: can't just like snap a pic with his phone (laughs) and then go like, "Yo, check this. Do you think this? What you think this Ah, is? You
1: carry God around in your pocket?
0: No, no, it's just a pic of God. Um, What? Where does this? Also, he can't go like, "Uh, "This God of yours. Do you have any drawings or renderings of him? You know, just any, any. There's a number, number of things."
1: Where does the Prime direct it? You know what? I think you're right about my voice. I think I'm talking too loudly, and that's why it's... Yeah, welcome to what I've it's been telling feedback. you. <laughs> oh, wow. This is really... <laughs> but I don't know. This is going to change my whole persona. I'll be calm. That's not who Secunda is.
0: That's Secunda's true. passionate. Everyone needs to know who you are.
1: Secunda's, Secunda's someone who's, who says his opinions out loud. Yes, so he does. Can hear. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, my point was that... Um, uh, his solution is to, to I mean How many times Do they break The Prime Directive In this fucking
0: episode <laughs> They do it From the get go From uh, Minute one it's Where like, they hey, there's this Primitive alien race That uh, let's has go sex. Let's, let's go to this go planet Let's go to this planet You know the, the crew can go down And have sex
1: With all these people
2: Return Mars This is child. what happens After she beams aboard Transporter room, come in. Yes, do that, but hurry! It's still coming towards us. Transporter chief, captain, want to beam down to a weight team location? Hurry! Engage! Transporter room, Ergun, engage!
0: Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, the thing was moving towards the ship.
2: My child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, they go down to this planet.
0: That's oh, not... a... I just want to hear this real clip. There.
2: It seems the Edo's god is very protective of its children. I had no choice but to learn about that thing from her. I'm sorry I had to. She was so frightened. It's understandable, sir. Sharing an orbit with God is no small experience. Yes, no shit. (laughs) Also, you took her up to a
1: ship. They didn't know what the hell that thing was. That's not going to fucking alter the evolution of this fucking race.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, they're seeing... You're not supposed to fucking see... You're not supposed to show them a post-warp civilization when you're pre-warp. No, they can't leave the planet. And then... (sighs)
1: I don't know if this is exactly right but there so like in the middle of the episode I'm I'm kind of thinking like oh okay this is this is a we're going somewhere here yeah um there's some tension and it's 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 a really interesting prime directive problem of Wesley committed a crime on their world in order to fulfill the prime directive they have to kill Wesley he said Picard says I'm not going to kill Wesley mm. and then it's like oh what clever diplomatic, engineering, scientific,
0: or some variation of solution. What gorgeous piece of science fiction writing are we going to hear?
1: How at 2am at in the Star Trek writers room is Gene Roddenberry's lawyer going to figure his way out of this one? <laughs> because clearly he's the one who, who maneuvered this episode and Roddenberry was off losing his mind. Yeah, And this is the solution. It's an exercise
2: It's an exercise in exceptions.
0: Has justice ever been as I, may I have the clip totally queued up okay, right cool. here?
2: I don't know how to communicate this, or even if it is possible. But the question of justice has concerned me greatly of late. And I say to any creature who may be listening, there can be no justice so long as laws are absolute. Even life itself is an exercise in exceptions. When has justice ever been as simple as a rule book? Seems the Edo
1: Lord agrees with you number one. And that's it. B. And I'm like, oh, no, something else is going to happen. No, that no, is it. nothing else happens. That is it. Then they just go away. We don't find out what the Edo Lords are about. We don't know what their deal is with the... the I mean, there's some suggestion that the people on the planet are sort of like uh, seeds that will become... The, these half-dimensional beings in the future, yeah. and that's what they're for. But we don't really know how they feel about the Starfleet. They don't. We don't know why
0: they listen to this kind of bullshit speech Picard gives. Totally. And we hear in Captain in the cap, previous Captain's log. To that we hear Captain's log,
2: Stardate four one two five five point nine. Whatever the object or vessel in orbit with us, it hangs there like a nemesis. It is one thing to communicate with something mysterious, <laughs> but it is quite another to be silently it's weird
0: that observed he by was recording this while playing drums. Whether it
2: understands the same concept
0: of reason that we do, uh, so he's wondering while the drums were going. Uh, what if <laughs> we still don't have any soundboard version? Of if this uh, being, this this vessel, this this interdimensional god, uh, has the same concept of reason as human beings. And the answer, quite frankly, is uh, probably. Um, I'm going to play the, the, last, uh, the last bit of uh, communication with this alien creature.
2: Hailing frequencies. Open, sir. To the object in orbit with us. We will remove the human colonists from the adjoining solar system if you signal us to do so. Please tell us. Captain. Is that a signal? I suppose. I suppose it must be. I was hoping for more. More of what, sir? I'm glad it's gone. Agreed, sir. Short and mm. sweet. God-like it's actually good writing, sir. I was sir. hoping we might learn more about it. But since we can't, take us out of here, number We're one. I am hoping
0: we could learn Glad more, you. but since we can't, insane. That, that's... That, that, that is...
1: Someone wrote, instead of figuring out what the alien is about, they wrote... A character saying, I wish we could figure out more <laughs> what it's about,
0: but... Uh, Gene, don't you think that the audience is going to want to know more about what's going the on in I am the great bird of the galaxy. Oh, well... This is what we're doing. Okay, but I think just think maybe we should put in a line about it. I am it. not insane. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, that's justice for you. <laughs>
1: not not to, the, to the viewer, I'll
0: tell you that much. <laughs> um, I... Well, I guess we have to do we have to we have to write it, right? Is that The end of this is that what we're doing now? Is writing this episode. We've just played the last bit oh, of this it. episode. I thought you said write it. And I was excited. I thought <laughs> we were gonna write it. Should we rewrite this episode? <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> um Uh yeah, I think it's time to find out well how many Andes we give this.
0: Oh damn it. It's God okay. damn it. are I gonna Q get there, there. Someday. someday? Someday you're gonna get there.
1: Guys, I'm sorry. This is <laughs> it's time. This <laughs> is <No doubt. laughs> so funny. You're, you so mad chaos, you're so bad at this. You're so bad at this. <laughs> I really am.
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I have other skills that are not, not being shown here. Let's find out how many of these are here. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk with the podcast isn't over just yet. How many does this get? That That's fantastic, from Joe Garcia. I, uh, I think I talked about it last week, but then forgot to play it. As That's Joe. classic, Andy. In a very
0: polite fashion pointed uh, out. To hey, me. you mentioned my thing, but um, <laughs> <laughs> then you guys like didn't play it. Did you cut it out or something, or just he like, was what? Very so nice what was going it. on? I don't understand why you guys would do that. Did I you guys just I told it? my my relatives, he guys help me. I'm just like trying I to figure out mom, why. I just mom I told them to, to it. download it, and and then they didn't just So I just like, are you guys like unprofessional? Totally or. Or just partially? Just is online. it mostly Andy that doesn't know what he's doing? Or is it Matt too? Anyway, Guess what? It's both of us. Love the
1: podcast and fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway, great theme. Thank you, Joe. We're open to ongoing themes of any variations. Um, and uh, and uh, I will say that I give this uh, episode... Um, see, it's tough. Because I'll take you my, through my thinking on it. I would give it... Um, a, a one would be my instinct Based on the ending um, Because the only The only thing that I think is of value In this episode is the tension In the middle But they really They hit one of my pet peeves mm-hmm. Which is a writer setting up something And that is what They're hooking us with A tension And then not figuring out the way to solve the tension In a dramatically satisfying way And they 100% sell out the whole episode at the end. So, oh,
0: there's something we also never discussed. Okay, what is it? We can go back and discuss that thing now. What do you want to discuss, my friend? This planet of
1: blonde-haired white people is Hitler's dream. This is what is described as Eden by our people, by Starfleet. And it's crazy. There's not even, okay, fine. They're an alien race that kind of looked the same. Except a few episodes before this, you had an alien race that was all uh, black people that was kind of savage and warlike and primitive. And this is this, this you know, even though they're they're primitive, they're evolved and they're peaceful yeah. and they're blonde, white. I mean, there's not even a Jew or an Italian as far as the
0: eye can see.
1: I think there That's was weird far. shit going on as in Roddy's
0: brain. Um, okay, and so it would be very in keeping. You in give the it current it,
1: American. Uh, you give, yeah, it you the, give it how many You give it how many You know what? That tipped me over the scale. I give it one Andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking flat-out racist, weird episode with no ending. Uh, I give this episode. One Andy.
1: Oh, that's the first time we've agreed. <laughs>
0: it's bad. It's a. Uh, it's bad. You know, and it doesn't have anything like, you know, I'll bump. I'll bump things up on Andy if it has some sort of fun thing about the ship that I didn't know or a place we get to see. Like, you know, sensor maintenance last week was worth at least one Andy.
1: Oh, interesting. So, sensor maintenance was what pulled it uh, pulled it up. <laughs>
0: um, I I I just find this to be so, um. So, like, it's a nicely thought-out episode, but if you're not, if you're not breaking the fucking prime directive from day day one, second one, uh, you know, I just don't. I just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This whole episode is prime directive, just thrashing the prime directive in the head. That being said, this week's most valuable crew member.
1: Um, and uh, I'll say we uh, we have a new uh, most valuable crew member submission. We we'll might you know we might uh, cir- cycle through different ones. We might land on a favorite depending on what the audience says. This one comes from Anders Peterson, and here it is.
2: Well, it's the NBC. Yeah, the MVC
1: only men and he know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data, Riker, Patrol, your doctor, plus your dad, and fill the time with something at least until season three? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, sort of Broadway ish, kind of uh, old time jazzy riffs coming in
0: as <laughs> themes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I also... Okay, so the MVC of this episode mm. is Commander Data. How so? He's the only... Wait, hang on. But They never use any of that. The most, the MVC of this episode is Captain Jean-Luc Picard.
1: <laughs> you know, I would say that it was Jean-Luc Picard, except that Jean-Luc Picard,
0: his solution
1: is moronic. I think it was smart. Well, I will say one, the cool thing that he does... Is when the ship is about to be destroyed by the uh, by the Edo lords then he he uh, puts his comm badge on yeah the, uh, on the the alien's child and and has her beam back and that was kind of I think and I think that's the first time we've seen a move like that uh, certainly in the with next the comm generation badge yeah. next generation which I thought was pretty cool but seems like that's flimsy to put the whole thing on I mean Yar. Completely misread the information or didn't d- dig deep enough to find out the laws. So that was, that's on her. Wesley crashes through the thing. He doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Riker's just thinking about hooking up with these people with the same genitalia. Right. You know what? I'm going to give it to
0: Worf. Well, how so?
1: Because, as usual, Worf throughout the episode is saying, uh, and I think there is a moment and uh, I wish I could bring it up, but there's a moment when um, uh, he goes over to Yar and says, uh, Hey, I, w- I want to talk to you for a second. And um, she's like, Worf, you got to hear this, and starts talking about the, the other stuff. And um, he's the only one that really is cautious about the situation from the beginning. Now, he doesn't get to do anything, because... Nobody
0: fucking listens to him. But I think
1: he's the
0: only one with any sense. You're giving it to Worf. to Worf Yeah. I'm giving it to Picard. Is this our first Explain. disagreement? Could, well, in this category, certainly not in life. <laughs> uh he uh, it's uh, Picard is the one who Did I say Kirk? No. Oh, okay. well, I didn't hear it. Uh Picard is the is is the one who reasons himself out of this whole situation. He's the one in charge. He's the one who beams down to the planet, delivers a terrible speech uh-huh. that convinces a god like Alien Creature to allow them to beam out. And if he doesn't deliver that speech, they don't beam out of there. Yeah, but the speech... It can't Bullshit. Ma- it, you shouldn't... <laughs> the fact that the speech is terrible shouldn't factor into your... It's not the most valuable speech award. <laughs> Uh, it's the most valuable crew member. And today, that most valuable crew member for me, uh, and not for Andy, is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Just to analyze this. So if you're... If- no, no, no. Not analyze this with Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. <laughs> I'm talking about analyze that. The sequel. If you're in a basketball game... Yes. Uh, and the clock you're telling, is- me, you're telling me Popovich sometimes isn't the reason that the fucking the Spurs win?
1: Yeah, but the, my point is this. If the clock runs down... Yeah. And then someone passes the ball and the other guy's not looking and it bounces off the guy's head and like, and then falls into the basket and the guy's done nothing else in that, in that entire game. That is the most valuable player.
0: I mean, if his head wasn't there, they weren't going to (laughs) win. I don't agree with this at all. Well, that's, that's what we're different. Worf, you and me, pal. Um, so yeah, okay. That's that's it. We get the MVC out of the way. We yeah. gave it as many Andies as we can, which is a combined total of two Andies. <laughs> I don't
1: know if it adds up that way, but uh, it's, it's, it's one an Andy. average of one. Andy. An average
0: of one Andy. I uh, kind of feel
1: like we should. I don't know. I, I just. I kind of want to give some of these episodes a less than one Andy, but I know it
0: goes from one to. You can't. That's just. the, it's just the way. This the way it goes. Very frustrating. Um. So, I do want to quickly mention that. They started uh fundraising on Indiegogo, uh, for a Star Trek D Space Nine um documentary documentary called uh, What We Left Behind, which is in reference to the last episode of Star Trek D Space Nine, which is what we leave behind. And they have already hit their uh funding goal of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm sorry, actually, they're Original goal was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They have now hit two hundred percent of that goal. So there are stretch goals, and you can still back it if they get up to. Let's see. I'll tell you exactly what happens here. If they get up to five hundred thousand dollars, they're gonna do a lot of fun stuff, but we don't know what that is yet because it's written in Ferengi. But with four hundred, so right now they're trying to raise the three hundred and fifty. $1,000 $1,000 moment, which will give uh, the movie an original score with a live orchestra and uh, extended writer's room feature, which would be very cool to see. Uh, for 425000 they will film an additional roundtable interview with the Space 9 crew members and fans, and it unlocks a free bonus item. Uh, so they got some stretch goals going right now. I think they'll also give you uh, your
1: own free duplicate of the parking tickets that... Uh the ds9 gave out when uh, when you parked your car there uh because it's just a space
0: parking lot you know andy you really you really gotta watch it before you get on that um i await being convinced so for 200 dollars, you can get terry farrell to make uh some cookies for you uh bake with love by the trill herself terry will send you a batch of her chocolate chip cookies complete with a personalized card and mystery DAX-themed bonus item, all packed in a gift basket. That actually sounds
1: like a great deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a standalone gift. That's the only perk you're getting from that is her cookies. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Folks. So just go to Indiegogo.com. Look for what we left behind, Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, it's going to get made because they've raised enough money. So if you want to give it more money, go for it. 19 days left. I think they can do it. Um, I do root for
1: those people. I would like to see that documentary after I watch the... uh
0: Series, series, four years, five years, <laughs> when Andy's finally ready to watch it, um, well,
1: we, we may we may go. We've gotten a lot of requests to go to two times a week, and we may at some point if we can find a financial way to make this uh,
0: our only job. That's <laughs> never gonna happen. You never know. Uh, our financial way would be to make documentaries about D Space Nine. <laughs> Seems like they can raise some money. Fair enough. Uh, that's it. We'll see you next week with uh, the battle, which is an episode I enjoy. Uh, and i hope andy enjoys it also don't expect a good episode okay. but expect some enjoyable moments
1: uh, okay so you're saying next week's episode yeah. will not be like this is a great show but it'll be like okay
0: yeah there's some moments
1: all right uh, you know what <laughs> that's that's where my expectations have been set my I will pre be delighted to my watch. pre
0: right. andy rating prediction ooh new segment exciting pre andy rating prediction that's on this episode a very is 6 andy song Six Andes. I'm going to say this is going to get six Andes. All right. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, we're not beaming out. Uh-huh. Should we beam ready? out? Uh-huh. Wait, I'm ready. <laughs> You've I'm been it so way longer than me. <laughs> I don't and understand you what's ready. happening. I don't play sounds on all my shows. This <laughs> look, look is, look is stupid. This is like morning radio. There's no reason for this to exist. <laughs>
1: we're just sitting in the <laughs> transporter room like a couple of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what about me? I'm still sitting here.
0: Hey guys, I came back to tell you. I came back to you. <laughs> no, wait, It's uh,
1: to be me! I'm beating you out! <laughs> out.
0: Disengage! Okay, now that he's gone, I can tell you his voice isn't echoey. He's just an idiot. I gotta go!